Hey listeners, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to another episode of In a In a Dark Dark Room. Happy Friday. Hope you're all having a really nice chippy chirpy chippy chirpy chirpy Friday. I'm in a great mood. I'm in such a good mood because I'm in a great mood, right? Because I'm going on holiday. I'm not really going on holiday, I guess, but I'm me and Matthew, my husband, my dear, dear husband. We are going home, so we're going home on, so we're flying on Sunday, Sunday night, so it's going to be a late, late flight, but we're flying home on Sunday for a little bit, and I'm really, really excited, I'm really looking forward to it, I'm so, so excited for like, I know that probably a lot of people in the world can't relate to this, but I'm so excited to go home to like British food. My mum lives in England, so I'm not actually going back to Scotland because my mum lives in England, but I'm just, I'm... So excited to eat some Watsits and have some fish and chips and a curry sauce, a curry chuffin sauce. I miss it. I'm really excited. Obviously, I'm excited to see my family and friends or whatever. But I'm really, 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 really excited to go home. It's going to be so nice. We're going to London for a couple of days for Matt's family. And then we're, I'm sorry, heading up to see my mum. And I'm going to pop over to Manchester and see my girls. And then jet, jet back home to Germany. That'll be fun. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Need a holiday? Come see me. I know you're tired of the same old sceneries, but you got but you got but but home. And take a chance. So I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing. Um, this is the this is the dinkiest, darkiest dinker dark in the world because it's gonna be so full of happiness and cheerfulness. So I hope you're all as excited as I am because I'm really excited. Do what I'm really excited for. I'm so excited to like go to like the so in Germany they obviously don't have boots and super drug. So I'm so excited to just like go to the equivalent. It's called DM or you can get Rossman. But I'm gonna go to DM. And I'm just so excited to like stock up on us like oh, better get me a new shower gel and oh oh I might fake tan actually. It's gonna be April. I might do a wee bit of fake tan. We bit of fake tan, make myself a sun kiss glow, being kissed by the sun. Um can just like can just like getting those things like oh I'm just so excited to just like paint my nails. I'm gonna do my hair because it's my roots are horrific, so I'm gonna have to bleach my roots. Oh I'm just it's gonna be so good. I'm sorry, man. It's gonna be so good. Also, I just wanna do a quick shout out to my big my big sis. She had her wisdom teeth out this week. Look at me acting like a radio show host. I just wanna give a big shout out, right, to my sister. She's had a wisdom teeth out. It was, oh, bless her. Bless her wee cotton socks, but she's had her wisdom teeth out. So I just want to send her all of my love and all of my teeth. All of my wisdom teeth. Big love. Big love. Big love to your wisdom teeth, y'all. Okay, so now that I've got my excitement out of the way, today's Dinky Darks is going to be around hotels. So I wasn't really sure what to do it on. I've got a few kind of bookmarks. I've got a few, like, bookmark things. I wasn't really sure what to do it on, so I, Matt was like, oh, why don't you do it on hotels? And I was like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. You've charmed me. I'm sold. I'll do it on hotels. So here I am doing it on hotels. Hotels are scary. Hotels freak me out. So it's, the, I, think, you know, I think it's the long corridors. That's definitely from The Shining, though. That's, like, that's for sure why that fear is in me. That's for sure, for sure why I don't like them. But I don't really, I don't know. I don't really fuck with hotels. So I... Yeah, <laughs> read a few articles, got a few some got a, got a few best stories. I just think these are going to be scary. These scared me, so they, I hope they scare you. 
Okay, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna jump in because I've already spent five minutes chatting heaps of shit, chatting heaps and heaps of shit. Okay, so I'm gonna call this horrifying hotel stories because I'm getting bored of the word encounters. I keep using encounters in my dinky darks, but I went on online thesaurus.com and there's no other word for like encounters. It's all just like I don't know, I don't know, ooh, ooh, like that. Ooh. So I. I'm just gonna stop using encounters. I'm just gonna do horrifying hotel stories. All right. So this is number. This is number one. My mother used to work at a hotel in Washington D.C. back in the nineties as a housekeeper maid, since she needed money because she was a refugee from Vietnam. Even though she didn't know much English at the time, she knew enough to get by. Her, by at her job, and all the other hotel staff and hotel guests loved her. Hotel guests, guests, hotel guests, hotel guests loved her because of how sweet she was. Because of this, any time high-profile guests such as the Backstreet Boys would stay at the hotel, the manager always sent my mum to clean the room since she was so good at it. That is so sweet. Anyways, one day a guest came who we will refer to as Mr M because I don't know his real name and he checked into their most expensive suite. As usual, the manager told my mum to go and take care of his room. And as she got there, there was a do not disturb sign, so she told the manager that she would come. So she told the manager that she would come back later. What was weird is that no one was ever allowed into his room. The man stayed there for over a month and not one time did he let staff come in to clean. However, he paid a lot of money and he gave a warm welcome every time he passed a staff member or housekeeper. So no one really paid him any attention. Then, one day, people didn't see him anymore. So they assumed he checked out even though the receptionist had no account of this. Since it had been so long since the room was cleaned and the do not disturb sign wasn't on the door anymore, the manager told my mum to go and check it out and try to clean up what she could. As she got to the floor and unlocked the door to the room, a disturbing smell hit her. She couldn't figure out what it was, but she continued to survey the room, which was disgustingly messy. Her words were that it looked like someone had thrown a rave, even though no other guest seemed to have ever gone into the room besides Mr M. It looked like Mr M had deserted the place without telling anyone. Anyways, my mum was still shocked by the smell, so she tried to track it down. As she followed the smell, she could tell it was coming from the hotel room closet. When she opened the closet, there was nothing but a cardboard box on the ground which the smell was resonating from. In the moment from being a housekeeper, my mother's first instinct was to open the box to see what it was and clean slash throw it out. When she opened the box, what she saw scarred her to this day. It was the rotting, decomposing head of a young woman that had been chopped off. My mother immediately screamed and got out of there where she fainted in the elevator. Once she woke up, cops were everywhere and the hotel was like a CSI scene. The manager told her that Mr M was not his real name and he used a fake credit card to check in. The head of the woman was identified to be a call girl slash, I'm going to say sex worker, sex worker type person. I don't know much more and the nitty gritty details... I don't know much more. I don't much. <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, bloody hell. I don't know much more, and any nitty gritty details I'm sure can be looked up on the internet for some more information. Needless to say, my mum quit her job that day. Yeah, okay, probably for the best. That was very, um. What's that movie? Seven. What's that movie? Like, I've not seen it a hundred times. It's like one of my favourite movies ever. What's that movie where the head was in the box? That's really sad, though. I hear horror stories about hotels and it's shit like this. I just, if someone was like, oh, you know, he's not letting anyone to clean his room, I'd be like, um, well, bloody keep it that way because I'm not going in there. Okay, sorry, too. Not my story, but I am involved in a way. 
Several years ago, my college roommate, let's call her E, worked as a night manager at a newly built hotel. As was par for the course, I would often bring coffee in around 1 to 2 a.m. and chat for a while. One night I showed up to find my friend E sitting at the front desk, shaking her head, looking completely perplexed. Allegedly, she had just checked in what could only be described as a doppelganger of our other our other roommate M, who was who was alike down to the same height, hairstyle, eye colour, and southern accent, which is odd as we live in the north. E tried to speak with a new guest and show her a picture of M on her phone, but she was rebuffed several times. We both chalked it up to coincidence as we knew M was visiting her parents, and we both went to enjoy our coffee. Shortly after, I decided to head home. It wasn't around until 2.30 when I pulled into her garage and I checked my phone to see a series of texts from E to M at two and I at 2.17 saying, Stop, not funny, you guys suck, what the hell? Naturally, I was confused and I called her back. This is when things got weird and E sounded hysterical on the phone. Apparently, M and I, in the same clothes I wore earlier, had been standing at the end of the main hallway staring at her. E thought it was a joke and kept calling out to us but had no response. Eventually the front desk phone rang and by the time she answered it we'd both disappeared. I calmed her down over the phone and the next morning we talked through the possibilities trying to rationalise what she saw. The guest who looked like M did come back to the front desk later that morning to inquire about some services and much to E's surprise looked only vaguely similar. The only thing that scares me to this day that I never told her is when I got to her house the kitchen clock was stuck on 2.17 and directly next to it sat a photo of M and I smiling that I'd only developed that afternoon. Oh god, I'm looking behind me now, I've got goosebumps. (laughs) Still no explanations and nothing weird ever happened at that hotel again, but this still makes me uneasy to this day. Oh my god, that really scared me. Okay, I'm just going to jump on the next one because I feel like it's already going to be real. Three, this is three. Have I been doing like one, two, three? Well, this is story three. The swinger parties were always extra interesting. Conventions of about 60 to 150, mostly couples, you paid extra if you were single due to an uneven number. They would rent out whole floors and take over the pool area. We had to add black shades to cover up the entire indoor pool as it had floor-to-ceiling windows. I was a bartender and saw so many businessmen pick up hookers. I'm actually going to change it to sex workers. Pick up sex workers. There were quite a few sting operations to sniff out while I worked there. They arrested something like 65 in one night. Worst ever was the wedding weekend riot. Four different wedding groups staying in the hotel, drinking until I shut it down at 3am. One bride felt a bridesmaid from another wedding was looking at her new husband. The bride and her bridal party jumped the other bridesmaid so badly that her scalp needed to be reattached and she lost eyesight in one of her eyes. The men soon got involved and cops stormed in from eight different neighbouring towns. The worst image was when a man was covered in blood holding a huge grey goose bottle over his head like a gladiator as he beat one of the grooms with it. Jesus Christ. You should not be getting married in public if that's the way you're going to behave. That is horrific. That's really pissed me off, actually. That's really pissed me off, that story. Okay, story four. I work front desk at a hotel. About an hour after checking in, after, about an hour after checking a guest in, she came back downstairs asking to be moved. She happened to be in a room that connected to another room. After getting settled in, she started to hear noises coming from the other room, which weren't a concern until the other people tried to open her connecting door from the other side. The gap between her and the door frame was just wide enough to see the silver, to see, 
to see just a sliver. I was like, to see a silver what? To see just a sliver into the other room. So when she went over to tell the other person to stop, the curiosity got the best of her and she peeked and saw a man staring at her from the other side through the sliver. She wanted to cut it out and he just stood there at the door trying the handle every once in a while. Not wanting to deal with it anymore, she came down and asked to be moved away from this creepy dude. Totally understandable. So I checked the computer and I noticed that there is no guest registered in that room. So either someone at the desk is goofed around and didn't complete the check-in or someone is in the hotel that should not be. No one answered when I called the room so I sent security up. He called from the room saying that no one was in there. Our engineer happened to be at the front desk when I was discussing this with another agent and he mentioned that he had to go into that room to fix something. Mystery solved, he was in there fixing the door, making a racket and spooking this poor woman. Except he was never able to get into the room because the door lock wasn't working. Even with his master key card, no idea why it wasn't working. Over the course of the night, nothing new happened and the mystery man was never found. And no mystery man was ever found. The guest was a regular, so I didn't think she was screwing with us, although I'm sure she could have she would have just seen some I'm sure she could have just seen the shadows or something or whatever, but it was still pretty creepy at the time. I don't even know. I don't I don't even know. That would I don't know why hotels have connecting doors because I would not willingly stay with it like with strangers on the other side of the door. Abs- absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay, story five. I worked at a B&B in Savannah, Savannah, Georgia, for a while. I think it's in Georgia. Is it Savannah? I think so. Savannah, Georgia. Georgia. I actually do a really good southern accent. I do a great southern accent. <laughs> Sorry. I feel like I do lose of accents on this podcast and I'm probably going to get cancelled for being disrespectful. And I'm really sorry. And it is disrespectful. Okay. I worked at B&B in Savannah, Georgia, for a while when I wasn't in school. It was downtown, so the building was a really old house that had been converted and updated a bit. It had four floors, including the garden level, which was slightly below street level, but the effective first floor is the second. And not surprisingly, the higher up in the house you got, the nicer the rooms were. As with most of Savannah, Savannah, most of the buildings are supposedly fucking haunted as shit. Like, filled to the brim, Ghostbuster backpack level of ghosts just all over the place. And this B&B wasn't the worst for stories. There was an old condemned house. What's a condemned house? An old condemned house not far away. But the parents starved their daughter in the top bedroom. That was pretty creepy. But I don't think any murder went down in our Airbnb. Airbnb, sorry, B&B. I do remember on the top floor landing when it was really quiet. You could hear what sounded like children running around. And sometimes you would hear whispers. I remember a woman I knew started working in another B&B and she claimed she opened the dumbwaiter and there was a human torso sitting in there. When she shut it, it was gone. When she shut it and reopened it, it was gone. Well, that's spooky, but it wasn't really a story, Savannah, was it? Okay, number six. Okay, number six. Okay, number six. I worked at a hotel for about a year. It was usually pretty good. Some of the people would say the hotel... my head is just like I just can't read right now some people would stay at the hotel for weeks or a month at a time for business reasons but there was this one old lady that had been there even before I started working there that just stayed in her room all day occasionally leaving to go down the hill and pick berries or something along the street maybe to get food or other supplies I don't know she wasn't really a problem other than letting people into her room other than not letting people into her room sorry about January of this year she started acting weird 
like yelling at people walking by her room and calling down the front desk and being angry about things that had never happened. This goes on for about a week and she just goes off the deep end. She starts standing outside her room yelling at people that entered the site, entered her site no matter how far away they were. She would call down to the front desk and she would be saying eerily creepy things like, you shouldn't have done that and you'll be sorry for that. I can find you. And then she would just hang up. Eventually, after about two weeks, we forcibly ejected her after her credit card declined. She threw a fit and was removed off the premises by her son. And let me tell you, going into that room was like entering hell. There were stains all over the carpet, blood and feces spread across the walls and bathroom, blood on the mattresses, empty cans everywhere, jarred foods that stank to high heaven, boxes sealed shut, some with black ooze dripping out of them. There were light bulbs stacked in the corner, all in perfect condition but not used in any of the lights. It was horrible. Found out she went off the deep end and because she'd been denied her pills for some kind of mental thing, but still a horrible, horrible room. I think that's it for me. Like, I would, I could be working at a hotel, and I could like go into <laughs> into clean a toilet, and then there'd be like a poop in there. I'd be like, oh my god, I have to quit. Like, I just, I wouldn't be able to do it. Like, if I see someone spitting on the street, that's me. I'm gone. My eyes are watering. I'm being sick. Well, I'm not being sick, but I want to make the sound to be sick. I so I just, I just, I really feel for people that work in hotels and they have to like, you know. Do the worst, do the worst stuff in the world. Okay, this is, I think this is number eight. Yeah. I used to work at my aunt and uncle's hotel in a Scottish village. Whoop, 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 whoop. In a Scottish village about 12 years ago and the freakiest shit that happened to me was one night when I was sleeping in the staff quarters and heard a banging noise from along the corridor. This was about 3am. Oh, don't get me started on 3am. I actually woke up at like 3.32 or something the other morning to go for a a pee to go to the toilet and I actually had to like (laughs) get Matt to come to the toilet with me because I was so scared of the witching hour it being 3am and I was like you have to and I literally held his hand the whole way there and he just had to stand there while I went for a pee and then we went back to sleep but I'm so scared of like the time 3am it really scares me not the busted song though the busted song 3am is banging but the time no I don't fuck with it this was 3am after most of the staff had gone to bed I got up to tell whoever was coming in late to shut the fuck up so I could go back to sleep, but the corridor was empty. Well lit, I have to add. This is key. So I walked down to the end of the... I just heard a noise. What is it? What was that? It was probably just... We live right next to the train tracks and I get really scared of, like, trains going by. So I walked down to the end of the corridor to see if it's folk coming up the stairs drunk or whatever and I looked down to see a figure stomping up the stairs. The only way I can describe it is as though it's a shadow of a person but was solid. Not this again. Not this again. Please, not this again. There were no features on the face or clothes on its body. Imagine someone in a black morph suit walking along but you could see things through them. I turned and ran back to my room and I shut the door. I could still hear the stomping from time to time. For some time, sorry, and I don't think I got a wink of sleep at all that night. I didn't leave my room until the sun was shining through my window and I asked a few other members of staff if they heard something in the night but nobody had. And like, fuck, I was going to mention seeing a shadow person coming up the stairs at 3am, but it still scares me now. I cannot get a break from these bloody shadow people. These are terrifying. I still haven't seen one yet. 
And I'm not going to because they're simply not real. They're not real. Okay, next story. Question. Question. I do this all the time. Like, question nine, please. Like, is it be? Yes, I will answer your questions. Story nine. One night, a few hours after I had arrived for my shift at my hotel, a guest kept coming down and aimlessly wandering around the lobby in the breakfast area. He was, he was doing extremely odd things like talking to himself and sitting down at a breakfast table only to stand up and switch chairs at the table at the same table every two to three minutes. Every time I asked him if he needed help, he would jerk a little and mumble something that, mumble that he didn't really need anything. Well, a few hours or so after, he finally went to his room and came back down and said he turned the heater on and it made him short of breath and he needed to call an ambulance. So even though I was confused, I obliged. About a minute later, the hotel's fire alarm started to go off and the whole time the firemen were going up and down from this room, they kept asking if he had anyone with him or if he was alone and I kept telling him that, that he was definitely alone and there was no other guest in the room with him. After the firemen left and everything went back to normal, I went to look in the man's room. He had arranged all the furniture and put the TV in the bathroom and put his trash can in the middle of the room and set it on fire. The thing that troubled me wasn't the fact that he in intentionally set a fire in the middle of his room and could have possibly burned down the hotel. It was the fact that even though he was alone, he had small children's clothes spread around the room. Okay. Okay, then. I don't even know what to think with that. Was he arrested? Look at his hard drive or something, please. Okay, this is the last one, okay? And this is question 10. This is question 10. I don't work in a hotel, but my job requires me to travel a lot, so I end up staying in them a lot. The most, unex un the most unexplainable experience for me happened when I was during in a hotel I frequent. When I was during, in a, when I was dur during my stay in a hotel I frequent. After a long day, I tried to get some sleep as I had to get up early the next morning, but for some reason I would hear a noise from this room above me. It sounded like someone dragging a table or a chair across the floor as if they were rearranging the room all the time. At first, I thought nothing, at first I thought nothing of it, but this continued every few minutes for about two hours. I finally got fed up and I called the front desk and they sent security to check it out, but it turns out there was nobody in the room above. The noise continued after and I had no other choice to switch rooms, but I will never know what was going on up in that room. So I won't be staying in a hotel for ever, ever again, ever, ever, ever again. Thank you very much. Okay, well, I'm just going to keep this short and sweet. Bye. <laughs> See you later. Hope you enjoyed the Stinky Darks. If you haven't, go listen to my Wicked Wednesday episode. Very, very sad. Cried a lot. Even cried after I finished recording and editing. Cried on the couch to Matt. <sighs> cried on the phone to my mom. Cried, cried, cried. Cried, cried, cried. Cried, cried, cried. Cried, cried, cried every day. But yeah, that's it for me. So I will see you on Wednesday for another Wicked Wednesday episode. And then I will see you... Not next Friday, but the Friday after. I will still be uploading, even though I'll be at home. It might sound a little bit different because I have finally got, like, my room that I record and set up that I didn't in my first few episodes, but I finally got, like, soundproofing panels and, you know, whatever. Um, But I'm not going to be able to take all that with me, but I am going to be taking my microphone. I don't I don't plan enough ahead to be, like, have pre-recorded episodes. I'm not that. I'm not her. I'm not that girl. That is an it girl to me, and I'm not organised enough. Like, I... Do things until the last minute. I work only under pressure. This is the problem. Like, people work well under pressure. I only work under pressure. So, I don't have pre-recorded episodes because I'm a bitch. So, I, but I will be recording, but I just, I, I'll try to make it sound as good as I can. But obviously, my mum doesn't have very good setup. 
for making podcast episodes but yeah please bear with me because I'm actually quite small like I'm not a very tall person and if you're mean to me like it really hurts my feelings so please bear with me so I hope you all have a really really nice Friday and a nice weekend hope you celebrate hope you do loads of fun things I'll be on the plane on Sunday night so hope we don't die and if one person right I'm quite scared of flying and if one person says to me safe flight I'm like why did you say that why did you say that because you wouldn't say that to anyone else if they were just going for a walk safe walk why are you telling me to have a safe flight because it's dangerous is it dangerous so I say to my I'm like why are people telling people to have safe flights and they're gonna crash and the flight is literally like it doesn't even take an hour and a half <laughs> just I'm, I'm literally up in the air and I'm back down again and I'm I'm, I'm really really scared of it I'm really really scared of the whole thing but I'm flying at night which is quite exciting because we're flying into London. I'm quite excited to see London at night time all lit up. That'll be nice. And then I cannot wait to get out of it again because London is a bloody nightmare. But um, yeah, okay. I can't stop talking. I can't stop talking. I can't stop talking. Hope you all have a nice weekend. I will see you on Wicked Wednesday for another episode. And um, bye. Bye, 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 bye. See you later.